Hey there, welcome to the Crown Heights Insider. This is episode three. My name is Shalom Barnemenov. I am your host and I am so grateful and so excited to be with you this evening. Thank you so much to our dear audience, our listeners, our subscribers. We have some exciting metrics to report, Baruch Hashem. After two episodes, we are very grateful to announce that we've passed the 1,000 download mark and the 200 subscriber mark. Big milestones, Baruch Hashem. And we're very, very grateful at the reception that we've gotten, the enthusiasm, the people have shared it, people have been talking about it, people have been spreading it around and, you know, subscribing and, and really coming on board, jumping on board, and we're very, very grateful. We hope that you see the potential and the importance of this platform as a place for our community to come together and discuss important things, for us to learn about the way things are and the way things could be, and we're off to a fantastic start. So just big thank you. On that note, again, if you like the podcast, if you think you might like the podcast, please subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice. Please share with your friends. Please like and rate and tell people about it. This week, we are going to feature an interview we did with a member of our community who has been working behind the scenes for many, many years to make a tremendous, tremendous positive impact on the lives of hundreds, if not thousands of families throughout the years. I'm talking, of course, about Shmuel Brashevitsky. He's the president of Karen Simchas Chasimikala, otherwise known as KSCVK, otherwise known as Mrs. Benjamin's partner in crime. And it was a fascinating conversation that I am very excited to share with you. Shmuley joined the show to talk about Karen Semichas and Makala, the way it operates, the way things have changed over the years for, for the organization and for the wedding market, so to speak, as a whole, some of the challenges and opportunities, some of the paths forward. And we're very grateful to him for coming on and sharing with us. So without further ado, Shmuley Barshevitsky of KSCVK. Tonight, we are very excited to welcome to the Chronites Insider podcast, Shmuley Brashevitsky. He is the president of Karen Simplesasa Mikala, otherwise known as KSCVK. Thank you for joining us, Shmuley. You're welcome. It's a pleasure being here. So most people obviously know KSCVK. Most people know somebody who's been helped. People have, most people have donated or, or seen Thor Benjamin on Kingston collecting money for Hassan Mikalas. But for those who somehow don't know, what does Karen Simplesasa Mikala do? Karen Simchas Chasimikala, we'll make it easier for their listeners, KCVK. It was founded about 30 plus years ago by Mrs. Devor Benjamin and her husband, Shwolakai Benjamin. Basically, we help of the cost of the night of the wedding. Now entails whether it's a caterer, photographer, musician, hall, flowers, or even money for Chasim's clothing. Every situation, every wedding is an individual. We're very particular where we we don't combine. There's no formula or categories. Someone comes for help, speak to Mrs. Benjamin, assesses the issue, and based on that is what the help they get. Make everyone feel very comfortable and make everyone come to the wedding 
happy with a smile rather than stress and worries of how they're going to pay for the wedding. How did you get involved? When I got married almost 27 years ago, I actually got married in London, and whatever bits the organization was able to help, they helped out. And when the opportunity came, when Mrs. Benjamin asked me to join, I didn't hesitate. I actually did ask my wife's permission, <laughs> being that I knew that it's 24-7, and she said no problem, and that's really much, that's where it went. I knew what they, what we do. I could say now what we do, and therefore I was very happy and honored to be able to be part of it. Beautiful. So KSEVK helps Hassan Mancalas night of the wedding, but weddings look different now than they did 20 years ago. So what is the average wedding that you provide today? What does it look like? Okay, so yes, weddings 20 years ago, 15 years ago, the butt was a lot cheaper. We could we would do a full wedding like, again, I don't want people to think that we pay for full weddings every time. Full wedding usually is paid for when it's both sides are your same. Chasen calls Yosem. We would, if needed, we would pay for the full wedding. A full wedding 20 years ago was $18,000. Today, that same full wedding is about $35,000. Oh. And it didn't jump in the last 15 years. It jumped in the last two years. It's well. So two years ago, that same wedding costed us twenty twenty two thousand. Being what's going on in the economy today and everything else, that same wedding is about 35 plus today. And how many weddings would you say... Um, KCVK does a year have to say that we help out 150 weddings a year wow that's amazing that's one almost every night where it's possible to do a wedding if that's where you want to yeah I mean there are times that we do help out in three four weddings at the same night and then different places right we help a lot of shluchim we help people not in Crown Heights or anywhere in the U.S. So that's the that's the the general that's the area of coverage you help. Yeah, Ashkenaz. we help the U.S. We help the, anyone in the U.S. It's not necessarily a Chabad wedding, right? You know, I don't know who's listening or not, but I want to stress that yes, KCVK is based out of Brooklyn Crown Heights. Yes, we are the founder, Mr. Benjamin, and myself, Alabavich. We do weddings in Lakewood. We do weddings in Monroe. We do weddings in. Uh, Williamsburg, Bar Park, Flatbush, in New Square. Passaic, New Jersey. We do weddings everywhere. We help people from all over. That's incredible. California. Um, and yes, we help a lot. Shluchim, we help. So we're not just a local Crown Heights uh, organization. What would you say that, I mean, obviously you know the numbers, but what does that budget look like for 150 weddings? KCVK's budget that we give out a year is approximately between, varies on the year, between 1.4 to $1.8 million a year. And how has that changed over the last 10 years? That's where it f fluctuates basically the last, I would say, five, six years. 10 years ago, it was 1.2 to 1.4. So with the rise in the cost of weddings? So probably at the end of this year, after we file our papers, we'll probably be closer to 1.8 or more. Wow. So with the rising, rising cost comes a rising budget. So yeah. what's, what's it like covering that budget? It's not easy. <laughs> it's quite difficult. We do a few fundraisers a year. We do a Chinese auction once a year. We do a match-a-thon, a, a raise-a-thon. Raise-a-thon we do. 
we do a Tishrei mailing, and then we're constantly we're getting envelopes in the mail, constant people giving donations. You have those that are in Crown Heights or have been through Crown Heights, and those every Friday at Erev Shabbos or before Yontif, before Benjamin sits outside in the street in Crown and Kingston. Used to be in President Kingston, sits on Friday, whether it's cold, hot, raining, snowing, heat wave, she's sitting there collecting money. Yeah. That's one of the most consistent sites of Crown Heights. You know you're on Kingston when you see Dvorah Benjamin. Yes. So along with the rising costs of the bare necessities of a wedding, there's obviously also has been a change in what people want to want at their weddings. There's a certain, there's a, there's a rising level of what's standard at a wedding now. So how do you handle making a beautiful wedding these days for Hassan and Kalas when people have come to expect or want certain things and people feel certain things are essential that didn't used to be considered essential? So being that it's stuck in money, we don't, we don't waste money. You know, there's no such a thing as, but I want this, I want a five piece band or I want this menu. There is, there are guidelines. This is what you. This is what we pay for. If you decide that it's not good enough or you need better, then we're very sorry, but it's stuck in money. We're not wasting it. So if we're there to help you, this is what there is. And again, you come to weddings. There are many stories I have where people came to me and said they were invited to so-and-so's wedding and they knew they have no money. They were expecting like, I mean literally hot dogs being served at the wedding, okay? And they come to the wedding, they see Baruch Hashem, a very balabatish wedding, very average wedding. And they're just looking around like, how is it possible? Because the Baal Simcha was not going to collect money from nobody. And there's no way he could pull it off. And eventually the person did some homework and came back that case, Siva K. Devor Benjamin has helped them with the wedding. And the person was very surprised, very... I'm not going to say the word shocked, but was like, it was like unbelievable that people, that the guests that came to Baal Simcha was able to feel dignity and pride marrying off their child, where unfortunately they did not have. That's beautiful. So the goal of KCVK is to provide a dignified wedding, a wedding that feels normal, average, balabatish, not one that feels like a tzedakah situation. Correct. We do not want people to feel tzedakah. We, not, we do not want people to feel needy or poor people need assistance. It's hard today. There are teachers, malamdim. There are people that have two jobs. The wives have two jobs. They just have a big family. They have a special need child or someone's not well in the family and it's just pay the regular day-to-day bills is very, very hard. So we'll step in and just cover the, the, the difference. Sometimes it's 2,000, sometimes it's 5,000. Every, like I said in the beginning, every situation is different. There's no general rule. Okay, you fall into this category. Okay, you don't fall into the category. We can't help you. You know, sometimes just giving clothes for the chasen, giving them a hat and kapata. Sometimes it's just paying towards the flowers or just towards the hall, you know, and that makes a difference. What about simpler? Like they're already borrowing money, you know, borrowing another 5000 It's just an everlasting end. And then... In the next half year, you're to make another chasana. Right. So how do you go about verifying that the people who ask for your help really need the help? So there is a application you fill out. 
and we look, we find if we need references, we'll, you know, we'll find out. I mean, a lot of people in the community, we know who they are. We do make a few calls. If someone out of the community, we ask for a few references, their love, you know, what show they attend, the diff different things that we can make a few calls to find out the financial situation. So you mentioned earlier that, you know, this is stuck on money. So you're not being frivolous with it. You're not wasting it. But there must, at a certain point, it's a judgment call about what's necessary and what's stama luxury. Because one could argue that having 300 guests is a luxury. You could have 100 guests. So there's obviously a certain point where you have to make a judgment call. So how is that, where, how is that line evolved over the years? Like wh who makes those calls? What goes into your calculations when it comes to making those calls? Okay, so that's where you could say there are rules. If the organization is helping the wedding, it's 150 guests. It's a one-piece band. You know, you can't go and decide that you want exotic flowers on every table and everything. You need to spend 10,000 flowers. There's a budget up to what you could spend. Okay, um, Devar is very careful and likes that usually the chas and the kala pick out the photographer and the musician because that is what makes the wedding. That is the memory of the wedding. But there are options. I mean, you can't just hire a musician that's going to cost $10,000. Right. It's not going to go that way. So, yes, there, there are guidelines in the organization of what we pay for or what can or cannot be done. But yet, when someone comes for help, we take each case as the first person we are helping to make the wedding. So you mentioned fundraising. Fundraising is difficult. The couples and families who have benefited from KSCVK services, are they a big part of your donor base in the future? Because very often a couple who, who gets married when they don't have much, we're just some years down the line, they do have some. Like, does, does that, is, are they a big part of your donor base? It's not a simple answer. I mean, do people give back? Absolutely. We have people that we have helped make, actually their families we have helped made multiple weddings. We know they don't have four, five, six weddings. But every single week or once a month will be a check as low as $5 in the mail. Now, you may say $5. What is $5 getting you? It's not even getting you a piece of chicken. It's not getting you the, when you come to an appetizer, the lettuce on the plate. Right. Today's day and age. But Baruch Hashem, just in weddings, not not clothing part, in the over 30 years that Devorah is doing it already, we have helped over 10,000 people, families. Wow. So now take $5. Now if everybody gave back $5, if every couple, or let's just say 50%, 5,000 couples gave $5, and the parent, that's 10,000 people, what does that equal to a month? It equals to $50,000 a month. So that's $50,000 a month. Now you times that a year. That's $600,000. Are you going to say, that's, that's we chunk, helped you with... a serious chunk of your budget. Again, we helped you with, you know, $5,000 for your wedding. What's $5? But it adds up. You know, like we did, we just finished a fund. We just did a raise-a-thon. We did 500000 Double your money. Yes, there were 1,500 plus donors. Now, if 25%, 35%, 50% of the people that we helped and their parent would give $18, let's say, you'd raise a million dollars in two, three hours, probably 
the site would crash. <laughs> you know, is that happening as of now? I don't see it. I can't say no because we are, you know, constantly collecting and trying to figure out what to cover the budget. Do people give back? Yes, absolutely they do. Does everybody? I can't speak for everybody. And I can't judge. Or those unfortunate really don't have. Would it be nice? Yes, it would. You know, what is the right, right. thing to do? It's it's there, but it's not, you know, where you think it could be. Or you hope it could be. Again, when, when you ask give back, what does it mean give back? That we could fill up a bank account? No. Give back means that we made your wedding, you Baruch Hashem got married, whether the chassan or the kala, whoever's family was being helped, the parents surely know who you are. Not always the chassan and kalas know. I can't say they all knew. No, I think today's day and age, most of them do know. But when I say when we say giving back, it's not really giving back. It's giving forward. It's giving for to help us. Say we were there today for your wedding, and you had Baruch Hashem, a nice wedding, and had, you know, your, your father or your mother. You know, until the night or the night of the wedding was all worried, like how they're going to cover the budget. They don't have enough. Or the caterer coming out and saying, "Look, I'm not serving the main course because I need another four thousand dollars, or the main course is not coming out." You know, they don't have that headache. They don't have the daiga, right. and it's just giving. It's not really giving. It, it's giving to be able to continue to help more people to be there another fifteen, twenty. I, I don't know how many years. But as long as I'm around, I'm going to do it. I mean, the joke is I'm training my kids already. <laughs> you know, my kids are very involved whenever they can be. One day I'll hand over the, you know, the keys to them. But it's really giving to continue helping others. You know, we were there for you. Let's be there for someone else. Again, whatever people could do. Could it be on a monthly basis, call up, you know, send an email, call up and say, look, I'd like to do $50 a month. You know, just got married, Baruch Hashem, I mean, why have a good job? Let's do $50 a month. Let's do $36 a month. You know, and I know myself, when you sign up $50 a month, it can go for years, you don't even realize it. It just goes straight out, goes out of the credit card, end of the month, and you're done, you know. Now, again, add up 1,000 people, add up 5,000 people, giving $36 a month. We did before $5. It adds up. You know, does it mean that we're going to give more money? Not necessarily, because... We give what the person should need. There's definitely more people that could use help. There's always going to be more people. What would happen if overnight your fundraising doubled? What would change about KCVK if all of a sudden you had twice as much money to do good with? So again, there's two. There's like I can just finish saying there's two ways. Or there's always people coming. There's more things we can help with. Okay, like when when we have a lot of Israeli chassanim, a lot of chassanim in general that we help just with clothing. We'll give just money towards a kapata or money towards a hat. So instead of just giving a, a kapata, we can give a hat and shoes also. You know, going back 15, when I started, in the beginning, the first years, we were giving a hat, a kapata, shoes, you know, a few shirts, you know, because the price was $700. Today, to dress a chasen, a hat, kapata, shoes, shirts, all the clothing is, is $1,500, $1,700. Baruch Hashem, we have hundreds just from Israel. I could have, on a regular day, I could have seven, eight chassan coming to me. So unfortunately, we had to scale back because it was just draining the budgets. Right. So yes, if there's more money, we can help more. Give, again, if we don't have people on for, that Baruch Hashem don't need, then it's giving more to those that are coming. 
But money is, it's not going to vacations or housing or any luxury. <laughs> I, I don't have those tithes. <laughs> so you're a community institution. Been around for a long time, been fundraising for a long time. The fundraising landscape has obviously changed in a lot of ways over the last couple of years. It feels like there's more competition for every stuck a dollar today. What's what's that like in this in today's in today's environment? You have to do campaigns now. You have to do auctions. You have to do this. You have to do that. So the answer is yes. It's very tough. I'm very strong. I'm a very strong believer in the Abishtern. The Abishtern provides. The Abishtern gives. We actually just had a situation right now when we had to raise the thon. We did a few months, called up, made sure that no one is doing that week and everything is clear, this and that. Of course, with the advice from the Rebbe, brach from the Rebbe, we were going to be ready to forge ahead and we found out that there was Shif Kampur doing a fundraiser that week. And me and the Vora sat, what do we do? How do we do? We actually, I reached out to one of the main people in Shif Kampur. I said, look, what can we do here? We're planning this. It's happening. Reality. What do we do? My motto is, Dave should provide. Whatever we're supposed to fundraise, that's what we're going to fundraise. Not a penny less, not a penny more. The lady I spoke to had the same attitude. So we were like, okay, we're going to continue. But then as me and Devorah spoke about it and thought about it, and a few days went by and we're like, it's not, it's not going to happen. They're collecting, they were collecting 500, 700, $700,000. We're a smaller community. It's not, we're going to change our dates. We're, not, we're just not doing it. Even though we were all planned out, we got the green light to do it. And I was actually told by a few people involved and everything, just don't worry, Shmuel, everything will be fine. I just didn't feel right. The VAR didn't feel right. So we just, we changed our date. And we did it two weeks later. Baruch Hashem, they did what they were supposed to make. We made what we were supposed to make. So I'm a very strong believer David decides and knows what we're going to make. Is there a lot of campaigns? The answer is, as you can ask me, as an individual living? Absolutely. <laughs> my phone, my texts, my phone calls, Baruch Hashem. Very busy on that, like everybody knows. Yes, that is, I guess, one of the ways of fundraising today is doing a matching thon, right. go to raise a thon, or going, you know, one of the other campaigns, you know, sure. Chinese auction. So you you obviously have a lot of small donors, but I'm sure you have larger donors as well. Some people you go to to ask for, you know, to cover. So I'm actually, I'm sorry for, sorry for interrupting. One thing that can, that KCVK has been blessed over the over the last thirty years was when we had about what was it two thousand and eight I would say recession. Yeah, many dates are correct. Where a lot of organizations were hurting very bad because they lost the big donors. KCVK literally survives on the thirty six twenty five. Twenty, eighteen dollar checks, ten dollar checks, even as low as five dollars. Wow. On a continuous basis. So on the asp I don't know if the right word is aspect, on the side of fundraising collecting money, it didn't get less. People that unfortunately needed help is what grew. So yes, our budget is coming bigger because we were helping more people. Or now during Corona, just what we just 2020, 
where people were just not working. You know, one day was able to make even uh, put deposits for a very balabatisha wedding, would never come to KCVK for any help. And now they're at a point where they haven't gotten paid for six months and they literally cannot make a wedding. Forget where they're making it. They cannot buy rolls and cream cheese to make a wedding or hot dogs because they just don't have money. So, yes, our budget went just spiking up, but our donations were the same. So we didn't get hit as hard as other moisters where they have the $10,000, $30,000, $50,000 donors, and that's where they're relying on most of the money. That's organic, grassroots. That's amazing. But, I mean, you mentioned you raised, you raised the time. You, you did matchers, right? You had some matchers. So, yeah, we, had, we, got, we, we got, it was double the money. Now, for those that don't, don't do raise the and have don't understand what it is. You know, we go live and the excitement is there and the money is growing. It's a lot of work to get those that matches. You know, sometimes, you know, Mrs. Benjamin will call the last 30 people for $12,000 or $5,000. So yes, Baruch Hashem, we have a few that gave nicely, that give nicely when it comes to the, to the, the, campaigns, to, right. to the campaign. When it comes to the auction, Baruch Hashem, we have a lot of people sponsoring, whether it's the bus or prizes, Baruch Hashem, you know, that helps a lot on the aspect of the more we get sponsored, the more money that comes in is actually profit. But yeah, Baruch Hashem, there is, it's a very hard to go get that, you know, mat, the, 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 the matchers. It takes a lot of time and energy. I can imagine, especially because, you know, everyone's being asked to match. Anybody who's able to is being asked to yeah. be a matcher. I, I don't know if that's the reason. I'm sure anyone that has money could tell you that's the reason. I'm unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, I'm happy with what I have. I'm a very <laughs> rich person because I'm very happy with what she gives me. You know, Baruch <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy. But again, it's hard. You know, you have to convince a person or ask a person. You know, they have to have a feeling for it, you know. Again, I people have people have to understand one thing. I one thing I always felt and I see more and more as I'm involved in the organization, people have the stucker they like to give to. Okay. You know, it's like why doesn't this person give? Why doesn't that person give? He doesn't give for various reasons. It's his money and he's deciding how to give it to stucker. It's not my place to say, but you have to give me, but why don't you give me? So you mentioned um, spiking budgets and the cost of things rising and wedding costs. You're helping as many people as you can, but you can do less for them because everything is more expensive and everything. I wonder if you have any opinions on sort of the Jewish wedding industrial complex, the way things have gotten ever more luxurious, ever more glitzy, and the kind of upward pressure it puts on the price of, of weddings, on the kind of standards people wanted at wedding. You mentioned that you guys have lines and standards, but your standards are inevitably going to be influenced by the culture, by the culture around us, by the community. So I, I don't want you to, you know, criticize anybody or attack, but like meaning, do you feel that pressure inside KCVK? Do you see in Hassanah and Kalas when they ask for things and want things? The parents of Hassanah and Kalas. So the answer is, I'm not going to fool myself or fool anybody. It's definitely there. I mean, we're unfortunately living in a generation and that that there are many Hassanim and Kalas that you could use the word demand from the parents, whether the funds are there or not. I want this, I want that. My friend had it. My other friend I saw it by, why can't I have it? The concept of budget doesn't exist. The peer pressure is probably what you're asking, is definitely there. I mean, I could tell you that I know Adekron Heights, Adel Lubavitch, 
it's a very big thing where people spend 150, 200, 300. There's no end on a wedding. Usually when someone is spending that kind of money, 100,000 plus, is usually going to Knossos Kalogization saying, look, this in this state is my wedding. Do you have, preferably, some of them will say, Yasim, or someone that does not have money. How much is the wedding? They will pay for the wedding, or at least for half of the wedding. I didn't know that. That's and a, that's a, that's it a makes thing. them, it, it, it sort of, the word is, I think, justifies, if my, in my words, but it makes them feel, you know what? I'm spending X amount of money. Yes, it's their money. The Baksha are making the money. They're spending 200000 on the wedding. They feel a little like, but there's people that don't have. So they'll sponsor... 35, you know, 25, 30,000 dollars, 35,000 for a wedding that is making, and they feel better spending all that money. Do we have it here by us in Crown Heights? Not really. I have not seen it yet. Have I seen yet some weddings? People have given nice donations in honor of the weddings, the child's wedding, yes. It's not as popular as out of the out of Crown Heights yet. So the people feel less guilty here when they make a big wedding. <laughs> I, I don't know what they feel. <laughs> again, I don't judge what people give. You know, it's 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 again, it's their money. Listen, they wish they gave it to them. Obviously, they're supposed to do the right thing. They feel they're doing the right thing. I am not going to get involved. What I would we appreciate it? Would be helpful to to help us out. To help, it's not, again, it's not me and Mrs. Benjamin, the organization. It's the Kassan and Kalas. It's the assignment. You yeah. know, that's really what it boils down to. Got it. So you mentioned earlier that not every Hassan and Kala knows that KCVK was involved in their wedding. This is purely an ignorance question. Does, doesn't Devorah, isn't Devorah Benjamin like the wedding planner for every KCVK wedding or it doesn't really work that way? Okay, it's, very, it's, it's actually very good that you're mentioning it because in beginning, when Devorah Benjamin was by a wedding, you knew it's an organization wedding. Now, you're going to ask why did you have to be there? Why did you have to be there to embarrass the people? So going back many years ago, I'm not going to say 30, 25, 28. I wasn't involved then. I'm just about 20 years plus involved in the organization. We used to just give money and people did whatever they did for the wedding. And it came to our to the organization um, knowledge that people were not allocating the money the way it should be. Like they would like come and we need help. And then just for the catering, so we would get the organization would give three thousand dollars. Twenty five years ago was a lot of money, but yet they're having a nice main course, you know, a choice of let's just say meat and chicken right. instead of just serving chicken. Now, what's wrong? There's nothing wrong, but if you don't have and you just took three thousand dollars, a quarter or a third of the caterer's bill, then it's stuck of money. So it came to a point where the Vora felt where you know, like a band, officially it's a one man band. Then find out those three-piece bands. You know, if you you could have cut two pieces and had one man, you wouldn't need help. So it came to a point where Benjamin felt that she had to be by the wedding just to watch what's going on. Over time, you could speak to vendors. They Any vendor at a wedding did not make money on the wedding, made money on the overtime. So being that it was weddings becoming more and more stuck of money, how do you prevent from the overtime? Overtime could be anywhere from two to seven to ten thousand dollars. So Mr. Benj would be there and start running the clock that things were not running late, that there was no such thing as overtime. So she started being there. But now comes a the problem, like you just ask, people were embarrassed. 
fast forward, you could go to a wedding today to, I'm not using names, of Baruch Hashem, people that the community knows that Baruch Hashem have money. I've also done a lot of those weddings now. I, I run weddings, also coordinate weddings a lot. And we do weddings, we get hired, the very gets hired to run a wedding where they're not, you know they're not taking money. Right. You know they're giving the organization money. They're paying us to run the wedding. So when you come to wedding, people don't know whether it's a stucco wedding or whether we're just hired or helping run the wedding. That's beautiful. So that in itself gives the dignity. And I know a lot of people that would not take, but because of that, they don't hesitate to take. Because it doesn't mean it's a stucco. They don't know that they're getting help. Got it. Beautiful. Okay. That's a very elegant so solution. So talking about fundraising, talking about promoting the organization, there is, today it's different. Today it's not a, the flyers on the telephone poles. It's still about that too, but today it's much more about the online space, the website, the social media. What's that like today? What's going on? Like how how is that how has that affected the way the organization is run and the way the organization promotes itself? Okay. I'm gonna voice now my I'm gonna step out of my shoes of KCVK for a split second, and I'm at the same time gonna say talk about KCVK. As an individual, I don't like Paul. I don't like Machlay. Now back in the KCVK. As running a mice in the community for the community where everybody knows Mrs. Benjamin or myself, my family, our families don't benefit anything. I don't get a, a fat salary or a regular salary. I get a very basic salary. Devar Benjamin sits in the streets like we said earlier. There's no one benefiting from it, okay? There are many other organizations that have the same situation, okay, without mentioning names. There are a lot of Meisters, you know, people say that our yeshivas are Meisters, People say it's private, it's a community. I'm not getting into that. It's not my business. When it comes to Moises trying to fundraise, trying to get the word out there, there are those that say you have to go to, you only go to one website is more powerful than all of them, or go to another website, or go to a third website, or don't go to this one, don't go to that one. My experience is, from doing this quite a few years already, like I said, over 20 years, when I know KCVK, does a raise-a-thon, does a matching-thon, or now and then a few, after pace of doing the Chinese auction, from my experiences, you have to go to all the websites. You can't just go to one or two websites. Every website has a different demographic. Every website has different, you know, different clients. For whatever reason, the people choose not to go to the other or only to go to, the, to certain ones, that's fine. They're entitled as an individual. But for the websites to... Whatever is going on, whether it's business disputes, or whatever you want to call it, the way of doing business, you know, why are you not coming to me, or why are you going there, or if you go there, I'm not going to, you know, work with you, it hurts. I'm trying to raise, we're trying to raise money, not, like I said earlier, I don't get, I don't get a commission off it. Right. I have to work extra hard, besides my day-to-day -day work, I have to put a lot more time in to, to execute and to make sure that this campaign is going to be successful. And to funk, to flow properly. Now I have to start figuring out what website I do, what I don't, or I didn't go to this one, I didn't go to that one. Yes, I could have forgotten to go to one or the other, or I chose not to. And it's a very big problem, and it hurts me very much. And it, it hurts Devar also. It's just interesting how we both don't like politics. <laughs> and we get... In the last few years, and again, I didn't want to talk about this. I know this came up recently a lot. 
But it, it hurt me very much where I was, I'm dragged in, me as an individual on the borough, and the organization KCVK is dragged into this business disputes. I mean, I would call it business dispute because I don't know what's going on. Between various websites. Yeah, and I don't, I don't care. It's not my business. It's not my problem. But when a Mesut comes, an organization comes, whether it's a yeshiva or it's a tzala, KCVK, whatever it may be, there has to be a standard. If your community website, you post community campaigns. Then you post let's community. work with the moistus. Yes, you have to make money. Would I want it for free? Absolutely. I'm not going to lie. I'm a stock organization. I'm trying to raise money to make chasanas. And if I have to pay you to advertise that I'm trying to get money to pay for the chasanas, what's the point? Right. But again, you have to make money. I understand. But you have to charge me as much as you charge someone promoting the business. I don't know. I, I can't answer that question. But I think that the websites have to, whatever business dealings they have, they need to put it on the side when it comes to Meisters. When it comes to organizations and the community organizations, they need to treat everyone with respect. I don't know, not necessarily dignity, but understand where the Meisters come from. They have enough on their head. Same way you're running a website, you're running a business, you have a lot on your head, so does the organization. And in a way is you can help them out. You know, when you're, when you're promoting them and you're putting them on the platform and everyone together is working together, putting on the platform, that they're reaching out to more people. They're getting a bigger response. Whether we want to believe it or not, it's a reality. 10 people here, 20 people here, 30 people here. That's just a reality. And, and every time to like every time you make a project, what is going to be the, the what is going to be the the backlash, if you want to call it, or the I'm gonna get a message, I'm gonna get a phone call. And we know what happened in the last few years with the Vara and different things. I don't want to get into that because I don't I don't feel comfortable talking about the stuff in politics. But it, it hurts. Yes, it does hurt. And it would be nice if we could get sit down with a, with a many moistus or some moistus and and all the social media that there is out there and say, look, what can we how can we make this work for everybody? That would be nice. It would be great, would not nice? The Sheikh Satan. Um, we'll leave Mashiach because <laughs> Mashiach comes and I can have this problem. <laughs> Maybe that will help bring Mashiach. To finish off, Shmuel, thank you for coming on. Um, the last thing, somebody listening to this podcast, hearing about KCVK, hearing about the work it does, what would you say to them? Encourage them to, uh, to get involved. Again, money always helps. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to deny it. The help we need is money. We always need money. Unfortunately, like we mentioned earlier, 2020, there was a corona. Whether you want to believe it or not, I'm not getting political. <laughs> people, unfortunately, a lot of people passed away. A lot of people affected. I know personally a lot of people affected their lives. They're not the same. We have a lot more Yusemim that need help, unfortunately. Call up, go on the website, kcvk.org. You know, give a donation if you want to do, if you could do 180 a month, if you could do 100 a month, 50 a month, whatever you could. Call up the number, you call me, and we can set you up on a monthly thing to give every month. You're making a chasana, you feel you could, you don't need our help, you could afford a bit whether you give 5,000 or 10,000 if you're making a lavish chasana. It doesn't have to be from Crown Heights, it can be from anywhere. It doesn't have to be Lubavitch, like I said earlier. We help people everywhere, literally, literally everywhere. And, you know, you're making a chasana, you want to help out another you know, a Yasim, or someone, a Malamid, or someone that needs help, you want to give 30000 
Go on the website. Call, there's a number. You can call me up. You call up Devorah. We'll be happy to take your donation, of course. It's all tax deductible. And that is the best way we can help. You know, it's like, you know, Pesach, I don't want to scare everybody that's listening. I don't know if it's being broadcasted before Pesach, but, you know, the Indian of Pesach giving, you know, you know, Moise Chitim giving money quietly, you slip it under the door. You know, there are a lot of people that give, they don't want people to know. You know, you can give, you give, you know, particular weddings. If you know someone needs help, you can call up. There are many ways to give. Yes, ultimately, it's, yes, we need to give. You can, we, we would appreciate it, and it could definitely help to give as much as you can. Okay. And especially if you were helped or you know someone that's helped, but it's a family member. You know, it doesn't have to be the chas and the kal, it doesn't have to be the parents. It can be a family member where you could afford it and you know somebody that was helped. Call us up, you know, $100 a month. Just charge my card every month, $50 a month, whatever it may be. It adds up. You know, everyone says $5, big deal, like we said earlier. You know, every $5 adds up before you turn around. It could be the whole budget just covered from people giving every month. That's amazing. Okay, so thank you for that, thank, and thank you for coming by, Shmoy. Thank you very much, and I hope we'll see us. We'll do it again. Amen, amen. Thanks again to Shmoy Bashevitsky for coming on the podcast. That was a very insightful conversation for me, learning a lot about the way a cornerstone Crown Heights organization operates. It's always, it's always a treat. And, well, also some insight into some of the ways things have become difficult, some of the ways things can be better as is the reason for existence of this podcast. So thank you, Shmuley, again for coming on. As always, if you enjoyed what you just heard, please tell others about it. If you have not yet subscribed to a podcast platform, please do so. Again, you can always find this podcast on crownheist.info and the podcast platform of your choice. We're everywhere. We got Spotify. We got Apple. We got Google. You name it, we got it. Reminder that you can send comments and questions to podcast at crownheist.info. We will get back to you if you have questions and if you have comments, we will mention put it to the guests and hopefully at, the end, hopefully at the end of season one, we're going to do a recap episode where we ask the guests the questions that you've had and get some answers from them. So that's that for this week. Thank you again so much for joining us and looking forward to seeing you next week, Wednesday. Come, 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 come